Okay, don't move. Let me get a picture. Okay, I'm gonna hit stop, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of What's Next Podcast. Walk with me, my friend. Walk with me, my friend. I'm joined by none other than Elaine Allen, musician, business owner here in Lexington, Kentucky. Elaine, man, how are you doing today, man? I'm excited to, to start this episode. It's going to be a good one. Hey, thank good. you, man. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. You're a local guy, you know, a Kentucky guy. Um, what, what does it mean? To, to have this hometown support supporting you. Now, I know there's there's obviously some people that are not going to support you, and that's, that's, that's normal in everyday life, but what does it mean to have a strong local support here in Kentucky? It means a lot to me. You know, I'm uh, happy to inspire the youth. I'm happy to create the next uh, generation of creative individuals that use music as an outlet for their, uh, for their emotions, and, you know, I look forward to seeing where I take it. I hope that we can grow our uh, music community as much as Louisville has, and uh, we can create something big for us. And you're one of the, the represent, strong representations of music here in Lexington, Kentucky. Lane Allen, give me three words that describe you. Um, three words. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'd probably say driven, determined, and proud. There you guys, you guys have it. Stay tuned for this all-new episode of What's Next Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Maitland. We're going to be joined by Lane Allen to talk a little bit about his career and what he got coming up. Beat him up. Beat him up. Beat him up! Beat him up! I was seeing double in the projects, man. Hey! Hey! Whoa! Hey! Yeah, we're deleting this out. Hey, it's getting cut out. It's getting cut out. It's getting cut out. It's getting cut out. So ladies and gentlemen, we're here at Java Jukebox. I'm here joined by Lane Allen himself. Lane Allen, thank you for coming on What's Next Podcast. I'm excited, like I said, outside. I'm excited to have you on, man. Um, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, I know we. I, I, I've, I've seen you around Lexington. Um, I've seen you around Lexington. Um, my team reached out to you to, to get you on the What's Next Podcast. Shout out to Jacob um, for doing that. Um, but... Um, Talk to me about your day-to-day life. Like, well, what does it look like for you, you know, uh, on, on, as you're on your daily life? Like, like, what do you do, I guess, from day-to-day as a business owner, as a musician? Well, what does it look like for Lane Allen? Um, on the days that I work, I wake up at, like, 6 a.m. and go to work. Um, and then if it's not busy, I spend most of the day just, like, working on beats or uh, playing guitar because um, I have a garage band on my uh, iPad. So yeah. I sit here and just make beats all day. Okay. Okay. Um, where does that love for making beats? Because I, I can't make no beats, I'll tell you that much. But where does that love come from? Um, you know, I've been making music for the last, like, eight years. Um, and I just started getting into making beats and, like, learning, like, the composition of music. Um, so it's just been something that I've been, like, really focusing on doing lately so that I can expand my, like, uh, ability. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So you obviously you have a love and joy for music. Um Talk to me about like like I guess like for people who haven't heard your music before, um, how do you yourself explain your style of music? Um, it's a it's a good little like potpourri bowl of all kinds of genres. I'm playing chess and moving the pawns. Got for like two tons, yeah. I'm pushing two tons, yeah. This money too fun, yeah. I need the blue 
There's, you know, a mix of, you know, trap rap, uh, yeah. mix of alternative melodic music. Um, I've got EDM songs that I rap over. Um, I've got a few songs with uh, some bigger EDM producers as well that haven't hit the scene yet. I need to get back today. Say that I'm bad, okay? Hey, she said don't be bad, okay? Hey, but I can't be bad today. Hey, I need to get back today. It's just a, it's a wide array of different things. Obviously, being a musician, you gotta perform as mm -hmm. well, um, and you've performed in a number of places in Lexington, um, the borough. Um, I could go around. I can go all night about the different places that you performed in. Um, talk to me about like your favorite places that you performed in so far. And it doesn't have to be Lexington. It can be you know uh, anywhere else in the nation. Um, I think one of my favorite places is definitely the borough. Mm -hmm. um, nice place. Nice place. Yeah. Whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever we uh, performed uh, with Rags and Riches, uh, there was, you know, like probably like 200, 250 people. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's probably one of my favorite performances. Um, but venue-wise, um, you know, I love the borough locally, but outside of Lexington, I think uh, the Thompson House in Newport is really nice. Cool, cool. What's, Lane, what's the feeling like, I guess... Uh, as a performer, when you know you're you're singing your song, you're performing at the highest level. You're uh, everyone's vibing to your music. Um, you on stage with that microphone in your hand. What does that feel like to see so many people, you know, knowing the words of your songs or bopping, you know, their head and doing all that? Like, like, how does that make you feel while you're up up on stage? Liberated for sure. Um, knowing that, like, I come from a very uh, impoverished background it's it's very empowering to know that I like took my situation and made it a good thing and um, and able to reach locally um, the audience that I like so it's really nice it's just you know it makes you feel really um, you know warm and fuzzy inside to yeah. see all the people up there you know banging your music so is it surprising to you ever like do you yes ever? oh yeah <laughs> it sure? definitely is for sure Talk to me about your journey. Like, how did you get from, obviously, you're coming from a, a, a like you said, impoverished background. Um, how did you get from there all the way to, to being who you are today? Um, so, I moved out, or not really moved out, but I was on my own when I was like 15. Um, and I used my brother's ID to uh, get a house with my friends on campus. Wow. And um, we lived there for a few months. And um, I threw a party on New Year's in 2015 to 2016. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, you know, meeting a bunch of people that night. And I guess somebody I met had came back like nine days later and tried to rob me. Holy cow. And they ended up uh, killing my best friend, Caleb. And uh, he was an engineer. And that was the reason why uh, I actually started like seriously pursuing music was because uh, after he passed away, we started making tribute songs to, uh, to perform to at Caleb. a, yeah, to perform so we could raise money for his funeral. Man, that's, that's inspiring. Um, being able to use your friend's death um, and, and it, obviously the bad part about it is that he's not here today, but I guess the good part about it is like, you know, he led you into a, a new path, you know, a, a different career. Definitely. Um, so, so that's, that's awesome, Lane. Um, I, I want to talk about where we're at. Java Jukebox, um, downtown Lexington. 
Um, you're the owner of this place. Um, talk a little bit about you know the, how you came about and how how this whole you know amazing uh, scenery and business came came to be. Um, so basically, I originally wanted this to be a bar. Actually, okay. it was going to be a live music venue and bar. I, I was going to say it has a, a bar, kind of like a bar style, a little bit. I could see it. I could right. See it. Um, but I found this space right here. And it was the only place in town that I could actually afford. <laughs> okay. But the okay. landlord didn't want it to be a bar. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I'll make it a music-themed coffee shop, wow. and have a you know a stage for open mics and stuff. How long have you since you've uh, started? Like how long? Um, I came up with the idea in December of 2021. 2021. Okay, so you're fairly new in the right. Okay. Okay. And I started construction in February of 2022. And then I was open by July. Open by wow, yeah. How is being a owner? Um, how has that lifestyle been for you? Now I know that comes with challenges, of oh, yeah. course. But how, how has it been overall? Um, it's been mm, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> there are days I want to cry, and there are days where I feel like I'm on you know top, top of, of a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure, for sure. Um, the, you know, it takes a lot of discipline. Um, it's one of the hardest things you can really do in life is to start your own business because um, I mean you know all of the responsibility falls on you yeah um, and there's a lot of guidelines and rules that need to be followed so is there you said you start your own business and I, I remember talking to some barbers about about you know being your own boss um, do you get is there a lot of times where you're you'll find yourself where you can, okay, slack off, or I guess I could say uh, vacation, or is it no. really? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's the common conception is, you know, that, you know, you're your own boss, you can work whenever you want, and everything's run smooth, right? You're, you're here saying that that's actually not the case. <laughs> no, definitely not. You would, you would think so. Um, but that being the case, you're most likely more like or you're more likely to work more than anybody else that is going to be working in your your business so what's what's some of the biggest challenges that um uh life throws at you for from being a musician and being a business owner well what are some of the biggest challenges um business wise is supply issues like for example the other day um Cisco sent me the wrong size lids. Oh boy! And I have a thousand of them. Yeah, so those. we gotta get those right. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I had like five customers in here. They had all just ordered ice drinks, and I didn't have lids for the cups. I was about to lose my mind, bro. Oh, I've what never, do you do in that case? Though I was literally just like, let me go check if I got because I have backup cups because I knew there would be a, like an occasion like this yeah. at some point. So I had to go get the backup cups, but they're foam and they don't uh, have anything on them. So they're just like kind of bland. Yeah. Uh, white styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I just had to do what I had to do to, you know, make it work in the yeah. time. Yeah, for sure. But I was literally on the verge of tears. <laughs> no, no, I'd have been freaking out. Been yeah. Freaking out. So, Talk about freaking out. Like, how do you deal with the pressure of being a business owner? Like, that comes, a lot of people don't understand, that comes with a lot of pressure. Like, you're in charge. Yeah. You make all the decisions that happen, but well, what's the pressure like for you? How do you cope with it? Um, <laughs> I cry a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> whenever there's bad things that happen, I can't lie, I fucking cry. 
Hey, just cried out, man. Yeah. Just cried out. Just cried out. Like, the, the first time I got a one-star review, I can't lie, bro. I went home, and I laid in bed for, like, a, a day. I just went home, and I did not want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I was, I was done with it. It was tough. But, you know it makes you realize that you just have to do better you know those it, you know being that upset is like realizing how much you care and how much you're you're like focused on how much you want your business to be good yeah so you what know about, i take everything very critically yeah that's good that's how you get better right right um, uh, you always need somebody in your ear telling you you know how to get better and not making you you know stay satisfied right etc cetera, etc cetera. um the music side of things uh i guess like what are some challenges that, that you face on the music side of things? I, I want to touch on the aspect of being able to just start playing music because that's it, that itself in itself is, is a big challenge um, to put yourself out there. Um, and, and you believe that you're good, but now it's for other people to judge you and, and, and give their perspective on if you're good or not. How, how did you balance that? How did you cope with that challenge, I guess? Um, it's always been a matter of what I like. I don't really care what anybody has to think about what I make. Um, I do it because I enjoy it and because it's an outlet for my own, you know, creativity. So if somebody doesn't enjoy it, then that's, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to be able to please 8 billion people. So. Why? Exactly. Like, why do you care about what someone else? Yeah. Did? You never, yeah. It doesn't like, matter. You don't even know them. It doesn't even Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I've always felt like. Mm, if they don't enjoy what I'm making, then that you know, it's fine. It doesn't change my perspective of what I'm gonna do or how I'm gonna do it. Absolutely, so. absolutely, man. I love that answer. Favorite song? Well, what's your favorite song that you wrote that that you play? Um, talk a little, a bit about um, your favorite song. So, solo song. Solo. Um, I would probably say either Unapologetic or Linus and Lucy. Or broken. Those are like my top three. Yeah, pick one. Um, probably unapologetic, just because of the sheer like energy of it. Someone call a medic. I'm unapologetic. I could never give a fuck even if God said it. Cool, calm, collected. I'm unapologetic. I could never give a fuck even if God said it. Even if God said it himself, it takes a lot to get my head. How did that unapologetic come about? Like, what, what's that song about? Well, how did that come in your head to, to put down into to words? Um, what, what did that look, that whole process look like for you? Um, so, this is kind of a little bit more of a, a edgy subject, but, like, <laughs> after my friend Caleb got... Passed away? Yeah. Um, there were people that were, you know sending me death threats and stuff because the people who, you know, did that, um, they were, you know, very violent people, people. and so were their friends. And, yeah. you know, I was taken to the internet being like, oh, you know, fuck them, yeah. kill my friend. So, um, but I just, I had a lot of people threatening me and stuff and I actually recorded the first half of that song in like 2017 or 2018. And it was just kind of me being like, you know what, I'm unapologetic. I don't uh, care. You know, I could never give a fuck even if God said yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that was just kind of like my mentality of it. Um, but I actually didn't finish the song until 2021, okay. um, which is how I kind of do like most of my music. Like, I'll usually start a song and then revisit it later in life and, you ah, know, have okay. fresh ideas about it and change some things. Make, and, a, little, make a little changes right. here and there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it was just me just kind of saying, 
you know, fuck you if you don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Oh, you, you still have that mindset, though. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, for Definitely. sure. For sure. Uh, there's people that, that don't like you, and there's people that, of course, that, that are rooting for you. And that, that's that's in everything in life, right? Definitely. Um, what has the local support of Lexington been like for you, um, Lane Allen? How, how has it been for you? It's been great, you know. Um, it's been really great. I feel like I've made a good uh, community uh, especially with this business, I feel like I'm like reaching much more of an audience than I was before. Mm. And the more people I meet here, the more I realize I'm like growing myself as a musician yeah. as well. People are getting to know your name, hear exactly. a little bit more about you, right. your, your business as well. Right. Yeah. Like I have my own CDs for sale up there. And it's crazy how often people will buy them and then come back like a week later and they're quoting my song. That's awesome. That, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a very unique feeling. Like, right. Obviously, they come back, you're seeing someone quote your own song that you wrote. That's, that's a step up to where you want to be. I want to talk a little bit back about uh, Java Jukebox, um, uh, the food. <laughs> now, I've heard some good things about the food here. <laughs> French toast is pretty good. What's, what's your, uh, I guess, your best recommendation for anybody who hasn't tried this, this place here in Lexington, downtown Lexington? Our breakfast burrito is, I've, I've probably got like, I think like seven or eight five-star reviews of people just saying how great the breakfast burrito is. What's in the burrito? Um, it's chorizo, regular sausage, uh, salsa, and queso, and scrambled eggs. Ooh, and then okay. like garlic, and sugar, and uh, pepper, salt, um, and then uh, paprika. Paprika. Can't go wrong with yeah. paprika. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Any others? Any other besides the breakfast burrito? I heard the French toast is pretty good. Yeah, the French toast is so, so fire. So fire. Um, we do it uh, like as a plate or a sandwich, mm -hmm. and the sandwich is something that's not on any other menu in Lexington. So it's a really unique take on French toast. French I feel toast. Like. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Okay. Have you seen any major changes in, within those industry, the in music industry, and the business industry? Major changes for me personally, or like changes in so, the so changes in the industry itself, like right. music um, and uh, business side of things. Um, I know you went through COVID, so that 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 itself is is a major uh, adjustment. Um, how right. did you cope with that? I guess. Um, I was just you know I've, once COVID hit, I was more locked in than ever. I feel like that was because I had just gotten out of a four year relationship right, right. once COVID hit, and. I was in grind mode. Grind like, mode. I was absolutely locked in. Like, I spent, you know, those last four years just sticking around, like, acting like shit was sweet. But right once I was, you know, finally by myself again, yeah. it really just clicked with me that I needed to level my life up and that I needed to stop being comfortable with being comfortable. stagnant. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. It just made me realize that I was ready to step up. Step up to the next level. Yeah. I love it. Um, best advice for anyone who wants to, you know, be a business owner or, you know, uh, get their foot, feet wet in, in the music industry. Um, what, what's your best advice, I guess? Um, if you're going for music, I would say you need to meet with somebody you know that is a producer and help them grow as you grow with them. And that'll create your own authentic sound naturally. And you should always work with as many uh, established artists as you can starting out because the more um because people don't look for local artists you know what i'm saying they don't yeah. just like go seeking out nah, local artists. No. <laughs> um, so the best way to like reach no. that 
that group that is not looking for you is to take people who have already established that fan base and um, you know collab with them and then take targeted ads to where those artists are from uh, or surrounding areas yeah. and you almost always retain followers and fans That's simply build, because yeah, of that you're building your, your brand um, exactly you talked about uh, collabs um, who are some artists that you you know been collabing with or just you know work together you know or you know you guys have you know a good relationship where you can call on who are who are some of those people for you um i worked with uh danny towers a lot you know that guy he's like danny how you feel it, yeah I feel great yeah <laughs> that, that guy okay. um, shout out to danny <laughs> yeah shout out danny uh i got a few more songs with him unreleased um so we probably got like 12 like in the in the in the book or whatever yeah but uh i've worked with estg okay um Back before he was famous, yeah. I, I like we went to the same studio in Louisville together. Oh wow! Um, How was that? It was cool, you know. He's, you know, he's as uh, he's as real as he, they say he is. So yeah. um, it was definitely eye-opening to be surrounded by like people that were, you know, that involved in the rap scene in Louisville. Okay. Okay. Um, I've also worked with um, the EDM DJ Riot Ten. Okay. He's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, and I've also, I haven't worked with, but I'm kind of like acquaintances with Leon Bridges. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's special, man. Yeah, he's, he's real good. Um, the, the night that I actually got to hang out with him, I was actually on stage with him for like the entire night, like right next to him while he was Were performing. Were you starstruck or what, what was that feeling like for you? I guess, you know, that's Leon Bridges. <laughs> I was I was starstruck, but I was playing it cool because everybody thought I was Jack Harlow. <laughs> I was, because like my hair was at Jack. Its, yeah, my hair was at its longest point at that point and I was wearing long sleeves so nobody yeah. could see my tattoos. Say Jack's hair. Right. Yeah. And, um, People kept taking pictures of me, and then like I would hear them whisper, "Like that's Jack Harlow." What did you? What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I guess what was I was name? just. I didn't say shit. Like <laughs> nobody really asked me about it, but I heard like three or four people next to me be like, "Is that Jack Harlow?" But I was just like, just playing it real cool. Like fuck yeah. it, you know, I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Lane Allen. It's, not Jack, it's Lane Allen. Um, Facts. I want to uh, ask about. Uh, speaking of Lane Allen, who is Lane Allen without music and being a business owner? Who are you at your core? I like to ask. That question to all my guests so um i'm a giver you know i like to i like to help people you know if somebody that i know is struggling you know they're not if they're around me that's something that i live by because yeah. i mean like i remember being 13 not knowing where my next meal was coming like Man. my mom would leave for you know weeks at a time and i wouldn't know where any of my family was i didn't have a phone none of that so like you know, I hate, it hurts me to see people struggle and, you know, that's, I feel like that defines me as a person. Like, I'll, I'll never let the people I care about, like, struggle. Mm. That's grand, man. That's grand. That's respect. I respect you for that. Thank you. Um, we're on What's Next podcast. Uh, before I close this thing out, I, I want to, you talked about your mom and, and, and um, you know, how you dealt with that. Um, I want to get into your inspirations. Like, who are some people that inspired you while you were growing up? Um, it doesn't have to be music or, you know, uh, uh, any type of business owner or anything like that. I guess, like, who are the figures that you looked up to growing up? Um, 
Mostly Mac Miller, like, because I'm... I seen you. You got there. It is you got right. Some Mac Miller. I think I'm wearing his hat right now too. Got yeah. Some Mac Miller in there. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I got a few Mac tattoos as well. Yeah, for sure. For but sure, uh, you know, I never really had much of a relationship with my parents, so yeah. I was always just like music is what shaped my personality. I feel like. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, what's next for you? Do you got any big projects or any current projects that you're working on? Um, what's next uh, for you on what's next podcast? So, so what you got coming up next? What's next for me is I'm going to expand this business and in doing so, I'm going to expand myself. Um, I plan on opening the next location soon, either in Lexington or in Louisville. And um, if I do it in Lexington, then the one after that will be in Louisville. Yeah. And I plan to just use that to, um, you know, create a financial basis to, you know, support my music career. And I also plan to just bring the community better uh, together in Louisville as well. That's a smart. Uh, so the business side of things is supporting your music. Uh, that's that's. I didn't even think of it like that. It's, that's really smart, intelligent. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Lane Allen, you guys have it. Um, another episode of What's Next podcast. Make sure you check out Java Jukebox. Um, not too far from Rupp Arena, um, around that area. So check that out. Um, he has good food here, and then good vibes as well. Um, if you haven't already, please hit that like and subscribe button. That'll do us a, a great job in what we're trying to do and what we're headed towards. And then support our guest as always. Follow him on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Check out his music as well. Other than that, that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Got another big one coming. Cool, calm, collected. I'm unapologetic. I can never give a even if God said it, even if God said it himself, it takes a lot to get my help. These are cause that I was doubting, I'm just doing me. 99 until infinity, Kentucky's on a winning streak. There's no one that can stop me cause I got plenty artillery. They got guns and I do too, I ain't afraid to let them shoot. Let's go see what they can do. Yeah. Taking shots like I'm invincible, <laughs> teachers always scolding, now I'm shitting on. Exclusive content, subscribe to What's Next with Rio.